Welcome to the weekly oil leak. <laughs> Good name, Sean, like that. Well, you do it That's again. Right. You're Shane and I'm Sean. You keep getting our names mixed up. I don't know how this is going to work out. You know? <laughs> uh, all about keeping you guessing. Yeah, true, true. Look, uh, the weekly oil leak, we came about, we uh, interviewed you for the main Behind the Sport podcast. And yes. A bit of, towards the end, we're sort of figuring out, you know, how do we promote uh, this particular Adventure. I know. I, I did like the idea of Sean and Sean. You like Shane and Shane, and we compromise, come up with Shane and Sean. Yeah, <laughs> Sean and Shane, you know, whatever. But, uh, you know, I think um, I think we need, I think, I don't know, let's go with the weekly oil leak for I now. I like that. The weekly and oil leak. The weekly oil leak. Okay. Because, um, you know, it's essentially us dribbling about motorsport and stuff. and We do. Um, weekly, yes. Weekly. With a weekly and, dribble. you know, let's relate it back to motorsport, oil leaks. Absolutely. Which and I found uh, out how much of a pain in the bum they are to clean up. You did indeed. Yes, your day of uh, work and adventure. Day, day of being an official at Wanneroo Raceway. Exactly. With and the uh, Wanneroo Flag. Flag. <laughs> Wanneroo <laughs> Flag Marshal Association. Um very, very good day out. Yeah, can well um, imagine thoroughly it. Thoroughly recommend everyone get along and do some officiating. Um, drivers should get along and do it as well. Yes. Actually, it's part of their pay plate requirements. Yeah, that's true. They have to do with a day of officialing. A full day of officialing, yes. Yeah. yeah. I think they should make it more than that. Yeah, look, it'd be good if it was, say, one day a, not say one day a month, but one day a year, for instance. Yeah. yeah in other words, you had to do it each year, one day yep. each year, just to keep refreshing yourself. Yep, keep refreshing yourself. Yep. What happens when you don't maintain your car and drop oil all the way around a two-and-a-half-kilometre circuit? Absolutely. Well, I know I've been down there on tuning days with my car and uh, I've gone out and helped uh, the, the team clean up you know, other people's messes, uh, gone out and helped to retrieve cars, and it's, uh, it's good fun. It's just good fun hanging out with the, uh, with the guys and girls down there. Absolutely. Let's get into some motorsport news and we'll start Speedway. Uh, Redline Raceway um, had their feature race cut short um, due to fog. 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 Oh, well, I never. Yep. Jeepers. So wow. uh, 10 laps into the feature, um, fog came down and so did the curtain. So uh, Not surprised. Uh, when you think about that must have been extremely foggy when you're talking about a 500-metre uh, track, basically an oval-shaped track, I suppose from uh, north to south, you're probably looking, what, about 125 metres. So, uh, sorry. Yeah, a little bit over that. So it's um, must be very thick fog. Must be like a yeah. pea soup. Well, unfortunately, I haven't seen any photos from it. It would have been nice if uh, that was the photo that got sent to us. But um, yeah, look, Redline Raceway. Um, yep, done and dusted for the year. Uh, another one that uh, wrapped up Wangaratta Speedway. Um, yeah, look again, another one of the um, tracks that we get a lot of information from. Thank you very much. And um, the biggest winner of the night, day, one grader club member Felicity Roycroft, who finished second in the major sports sedan, uh, Darren Levi Memorial Round. So, well done, and uh, won the ladies' open sedan feature event. So, yeah. Very impressive. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Um, something just a slightly motorsport related as well. Uh, motorsport Australia has finally announced their champions uh, addition to the FIA Girls on Track program. Nice. Um, and 
just because we're West Australia based and everyone else gets the glory over East, just want to um, say congratulations to Laura Burns, Daniel Main, uh, Talia Plummer, Taylor Dicker and Lauren Corns, yeah, yeah. Um, who have all been uh, given the opportunity to be um, uh, champions. Uh, so they basically sort of supplement the the main ambassadors by being able to run the programs locally and uh, become mentors to young women in motorsport. So that is magnificent. Yeah, well done, well done, ladies. Yeah, well so, done, girls. Well done. Um, and of course, Laura Burns and Taylor Dicker have previously been on the podcast. Um, as has the, uh, I guess, the main ambassador Jessica Dane, um, who was on a few episodes ago. So, yeah. Anyway, that's my little deviation from there. Um, Heading over to Winton, um, look, you obviously had supercars there, uh, but you also had the National Sports Sedan Series Indeed. racing there. And uh, once again, Ryan Humphrey in his, I'm going to say it's a budget sports sedan. <laughs> I reckon he'd be uh, pretty happy with if you, you look saying at the that. Per year, if you look at the per year spend, which we discussed last time, um, you know, which was about 20 grand a year for the last 20, 20 years. Um, that's a budget car, especially is, in that category. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, in his budget car, uh, has put it into fifth for the uh, for the weekend. So, um, you know, up against an Audi A4, RX7s, Monaros, Mustangs, uh, Mark tuned Mazdas. Um, yep. So, well done. Oh, you're darn right. I mean, and this is uh, Ryan's first time to Winton. He's never actually, well, never been to Winton yeah. in the race before. Uh, so to uh, uh, bring the car off the back of the trailer in the support category there, the National Sports Sedans. And how about this? His first practice laps, well, I say his first lap was an outlap, 37 seconds, but he was within, uh, he was uh, nailing 1 minute 24s on his fifth ever lap at Winton. Yeah, wow. You know, he was right on the pace, and he qualified uh, third for race one with 1.23. So 1 minute 23, and his fifth lap ever was 1 minute 24 on the track. So he he was zoned in very quickly for someone who's yeah. never actually been there. Uh, so he qualified third. Um, and that, that was he qualified third on his tenth lap, so he was the longest of uh, took most laps of all the other qualifiers to uh, get that time, and uh, he finished race one tenth in his in his home built Chevy powered uh, Ford Falcon. Uh, XE, uh, so he came 10th in race one. He had a, a clutch and a shift cut issue. So the clutch was was working occasionally, but he wasn't getting the shift cut, which was uh, affecting him, and he eventually, eventually had to uh, pit. He was running around about second there uh, early on in race one, and he had to pit and uh, ended up coming home 10th. And in race two, uh, he ended up coming fifth, so working his way from starting 10th on the yep. grid up to fifth. And in race three on Sunday morning, he came fourth so a magnificent effort uh, given uh, you know the troubles he had the first time he's actually been to Winton um, you know the West Australian taking it right up to him and all up Ryan finished fifth with 93 points Ooh. super impressive and this of course being on the back of uh, driving all the way to Bathurst for last weekend's um, Mount Panorama races where he did it you know extremely well yep. performed extremely well he's uh, now driven from Bathurst to Winton put the car on the grass spend a few days there 
in Victoria, gone out there and just done done himself. And West Australia is so proud. Uh, he's probably going to be back racing in uh, West this Australia weekend. this weekend. Exactly. Yes. See what happens. Indeed. Uh, yes. I'm not sure if the sports sedans is Saturday, or Sunday. It doesn't matter. But um, yeah, he'll be down there at uh, Wanneroo Raceway. And uh, yeah, that's an it's an absolute pleasure and uh, an absolute, or should I say, um, you know, an absolute coup for himself. But to as you say, the home built Chevy powered Ford mm-hmm. Falcon XE, and that is the car that he bought. Uh, it was his first car as a car he used to take to TAFE. He was an apprentice in his engineering apprenticeship, and he's just slowly but surely built that into what is an, an absolute powerhouse and circulating, as I say, at one minute 23, uh, is right up there with some of the fastest national sports sedans uh, in the country. Speaking of some of the fastest sports uh, sedans and sports cars in the country, the uh, supercars. Yes. Now... Well, what a bizarre name to see ahead of Shane Van Gisbergen. It is indeed. It's Mr. Uh, Cam Waters. Yes, on two occasions, race, uh, thir- race 13 and race 15. Yep. Um, and in actual fact, he was second in race 14. So uh, basically, Cam and, uh, and SVG, Shane uh, Van Gisbergen, uh, swapped first and second uh, between race 13, 14 and 15. So, yeah, magnificent to see. Uh, another big outing there was David Reynolds. He came third on two occasions and fourth in the uh, final race. Mm, finished so, fifth overall. Yeah, indeed. But, um, yes, yeah, so for the weekend, um, yeah, well, obviously, yeah, Cam finished on top, um, followed by Shane. And, um, yeah, sorry, no, David came in third for the weekend. My apologies. I think, yeah. Yeah, so sorry, the points are all over the place on these, yes, these sheets. Indeed. Yeah, yeah, it's but, okay. But uh, yeah. current standings in the championship, that's easy to get. Um, Shane McGisbergen still out in front by a lot. Um, <laughs> Anton Di Pasquale, he's uh, sitting behind in second. Cam Waters in third. Will Davison in fourth. And then all the way back. But uh, yeah, Brock Feeney is actually sitting in seventh overall. So that's a magnificent yeah, effort. That's, that's good to see. Yes, um, just in and, front of Brody Kostecki. Uh, yep. yep. And, um, yeah, poor old Nick Perkat back in 16th. Yeah, that's a real surprise there for Nick having uh, moved with the Walkinshaw uh, Andre United team. That's a real surprise yeah. he's uh, that f- further back. Chas Mostert, their main drivers in sixth place. But just going back to the weekend, Shane, I just wanted to point out uh, what a shocker Will Davidson had. I mean, uh, when... Yeah. When you look at here, he was uh, 11th in race one. Uh, he qualified very poorly, uh, 14th in race two, and uh, coming in 10th place in race uh, race three. He was just right off the pace. Don't know what to say about that. No, neither do I. And yet uh, Anton Di Pasquale, his teammate, was uh, you know very competitive in all the three races. Uh, so you're not... not too sure what's going on there, but I must admit it was good for the all the Ford fans to uh, have two victories out of the three races and uh, see Cam Waters in second place for race two. Indeed. Now heading to top fuelers, and uh, this is the one category that I think excites you the the most, and leaves you does. for a few days afterwards at least. Doesn't uh, adjust. Quite, yes. quite excited, and um, yeah, the Darwin double header. Um, so basically they were up there this weekend and uh, back there again next weekend, I believe, or 
No, next month, sorry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yep. that's coming up in uh, June. I think it's June uh, 17, 18, up there at Hidden Valley Raceway. That's going to be... And that's the final round for uh, the season, the Burson Auto Parts uh, Top Fuel Australia Championship uh, for this season, which was 2021 slash 22. And, and who's who's out on top at the moment? Well, in actual fact, uh, I'm pretty sure uh, it's, it's uh, Phil Lamartina. Um, because he took victory there uh, at Heathcote Park. And I've got uh, him in first place, uh, Peter Jaberis in second place, Wayne Newby third, and Phil Reed uh, coming fourth place. That was at, uh, at Heathcote Park there, which is just near Axdale in Victoria. Um, and just before they actually started that, they uh, ran the uh, the final for round four, which unfortunately was at Sydney Park, and that was affected by uh, by Mother Nature. So they ran the uh, the final round for that particular round four at um, Heathcote Park, and that was between Damien Harris and Shane Olive, and uh, Damien Harris took victory there. So that was the finale there of race of sorry of round four that was held at uh, the venue of Heathcote Park, and uh, the finalist, the as you said at uh, round five at Heathcote Park was Phil. Martina first, Peter Jabira second, Wayne Newby third, Phil Reid fourth. And uh, looking at the standings for Top Fuel Australia, the 2022 uh, standings. I've just got Shane, to butt in. Butt in. Please I'm just, do. I'm just looking at a premier racing release. Yes. And uh, yeah, Peter, Peter Jabira is still ahead. Yes. Yes. Yeah, on the standings. Yes, yes. I've got for the, um, yeah, I just mentioned the uh, Heathcote Park results, but on the standings so oh, far, God. I've got Peter Jabiris in first place, uh, Phil Lamartina second, Phil Reed, we believe, in third, and Wayne Newby in fourth position. Yeah, great round. Of course, the next round, as you mentioned, coincides with the Darwin Triple Crown supercars yep. up there in Hidden Valley. And uh, on the Friday night and the Saturday night, we have Top Fuel, which is going to be just sensational. And that being the, ra- the last round for the particular season uh, before we start all over again for the next season. But yeah, Top Fuel, I mean, what a combination that is. Top Fuel and supercars all on the same venue. Um, and unfortunately, I'll be up there. I've already booked my tickets and my, my seat and my accommodation. You name it, I'm going to be there with bells on. Uh, it's going to be absolutely something special. Unfortunately, I'm uh, tied up in Perth, so I will not be heading up there as much as I'd love to. Oh, Maybe next year. Yeah, it would be a good idea because it's, uh, it's <laughs> look, it's, it's great value. Supercars and yep. drag racing on at the same venue at the same time. You know, I mean, the supercars race from around about, or they practice and qualifying, around about 10 in the morning till, say, or five at night, and then right on six o'clock, out come the top door slammers, uh, sorry, the uh, top fuel. And, of course, you're talking about Darwin, where you're talking about warm weather, especially in June, for instance. Uh, it's, not, it's not rainy season up there. It's not winter up there as it is down here in Perth. So it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be absolutely brilliant. Looking forward to it. Now, a bit of a shocker in the Formula One, Charles Leclerc, DNF, um, Daniel Ricciardo finished back in 12th. And, um, but up the top, Max Verstappen finished first, has retaken the lead in the championship. I should say, sorry, he's taken the lead for the championship for the first time this year. Yep. Um, Sergio Perez, his teammate, was behind him. George Russell. Isn't that great to see? Punted it in onto the podium as well. Isn't that so good? Carlos Sainz in a Ferrari behind him, and then Lewis Hamilton in fifth. Now, towards the end of the race, now, okay, Lewis Hamilton... Incident in the first lap. Yes, with Kevin Magnussen. Got spun around, um, fought his way back up to the front. All right. Now, the, narrative, the the story that's coming out of 
of Mercedes that has been the story the whole year is that the car is shit. Yeah, right. yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it is, Lewis. Yeah. Now, George Russell is still on third, you know, and he's been in that third and yep. fourth for most of the year. But his car is not shit. Is that right, Lewis? That's apparently. Um, but anyway, so the last few laps, radio call comes across um, to both of them. Heating issue. Like, yeah, Dial it back. Yeah. Uh, you're better off just giving up the place and getting points uh, rather than getting a DNF. That was very interesting, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And it was a very interesting way that they put that across rather than, you know, previously you know, Mercedes would have, I guess, been a bit more um, or less diplomatic maybe yeah. in, in how they said it. But, <laughs> it. but it seems like there's a bit of cradling of the balls going on in that yeah. team. <laughs> um, like the, the, the way they just presented it across was just so much nicer and politer and... <laughs> You know, and yeah, the camera went across to Toto, and Toto didn't look too pleased, but you know, he never looks happy. Um, that's probably all the cradling that he's got to do. Um, but George Russell still, you know, kept that car going, kept going in third. Um, didn't hear too much out of Lewis's car, so I can only imagine what was said. Um, but you know, fair credit to him, pulled aside, let Carlos, you know, buy quite nicely. Um, Five seconds behind him down the uh, down the track though was Valtteri Bottas. Yes, and um, and I won't lie, I was I was kind of hoping that Lewis would have to move across for Valtteri. Yeah, that would have been um, nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, just just you know, but wasn't to be. Um, but yeah, look, it was um, it was an interesting race. Um, have to say, like last last episode, we screwed the pooch. Um, we, you mentioned that Monaco was on. I said no, Monaco's not on. Yep. You were right about there being a race on. Race on. Yeah, you just got the wrong name exactly. Uh, and then I just completely forgot that yeah. Spain was happening. Yeah. I did get the right continent. You, you did <laughs> somewhere up there. Um, but I, I have to say, you know, yeah, we screwed the pooch on that. So uh, unlike um, people who get their balls cradled by the Mercedes bosses, um, we will admit our mistakes and when we're wrong. Okay, begrudgingly, yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, look, you know, it's it's tight at the top. Um, Max is only six points ahead of Charles. Yeah, yeah, indeed, yes. Now the next yep. race is Monaco, which yes. is which is Charles' home race. Yes, his backyard. Um, and there's only like behind Charles, there's only nineteen points back to Sergio Perez. Yep, and then another eleven points back to George Russell. So um, that's pretty good. That's probably some of the closest we've seen Formula One for many years. Yeah, yeah, quite true. And I wonder if this has uh, something to do with the uh, the design of the cars. You know, the ground effects is, uh, and hopefully the slipstream slip streaming has improved. But we did notice some of the cars in Spain there that were uh, following the car in front within uh, you know overtaking distance, really struggling with some of the slipstreaming and should I say being buffeted around by the crosswinds there at the uh, Catalonia circuit 
Mm. Um, but yeah, look, the uh, the crash earlier on with um, Hamilton and Magnussen that was really disappointing. It was hard to you know portray blame one to the other. But uh, what one thing I was disappointed with was uh, Lewis Hamilton. He immediately got on the radio and said, "Oh, look, you know what about we save the engine? What about we pit yeah. the car?" Yeah. yeah, that was really bad. I thought, and the team said, "Look, Lewis, we can still get you eighth position if we work work on a good strategy." Um, they end up getting in fifth. So, I mean, you know, what a yeah. great effort. Yeah. Uh, but can you imagine being the sponsor of that particular car? I think it's Petronas, for instance, the Mercedes uh, Formula One car there, Lewis Hamilton. You'd be spewing if that was parked in the ga- in the garage and not circulating yeah. with the possibility of your sponsors being on TV. And look, you know, feral. how many points did he pick up? Well, fifth place is still quite a handful. Um, Ten points, maybe. Yeah, look, it's it's still very impressive. Um, obviously, he hasn't got the pace of George Russell. There's no doubt about that. George is uh, doing an outstanding job, and I think that uh, George, being in the Mercedes, has allowed him to show his potential yep. of the sort of racer that he really is. You know, obviously, uh, previously he was with Williams, and you see, well, Williams are you know right down the back again. <clears throat> And uh, we see Alex Albon in 18th place, and the other Williams was uh, Latifi in 16th. Pardon me, 16th place. One thing with the Grand Prix of uh, Spain, I was surprised there was only two uh, DNFs, Leclerc being one of them, obviously, and uh, the um, uh, the other Alfa Romeo there yep. of uh, Gang Zhuzhou. Uh, he was in the also failed, um, but you know, looking at the at the list of cars, div- uh, disappointing again for Daniel Ricciardo to be down there in twelfth. Um, gee, we'd like to see a lot more than that. Lando Norris's teammate was in eighth, um, but one thing I really did find interesting with uh, Max Verstappen was how the it was like the Ten Commandments, how the seas have parted for him uh, with the um, you know the obviously the Mercedes really falling away this year, and also the Ferrari having a problem with this particular race with Charles Leclerc and mm. uh, Red Bull and Max they what a combination that is uh, doing so so well and uh, uh, you know uh, uh, the first and second there for Red Bull Honda got to be very very happy with that and uh, hats off to Lando Norris um, he was actually battling tonsillitis oh was he really on the oh, weekend gotcha. yeah. Um, yeah and didn't once over the weekend go I'm feeling crap yeah, my yeah the the whole setup that happens by other um, yeah people that have their balls cradled. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, like that. Yeah. There was none of that set up the whole weekend. No, he wasn't one you for. Know, let's say he said the it engine. afterwards. He said, "Hey, the look, I wasn't feeling this, because of course it's going to get out." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tonsillitis. He's got tonsillitis. He may miss Monaco. Hopefully not. Um, given Ricardo's form, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, true. Um, you know. It's yeah, it's it's interesting to see what's going to happen with Ricardo and McLaren over the next few months. Yeah, I know. Gee, I oh, fingers are crossed. I can assure you for Daniel. Um, obviously, you know, wouldn't it be uh, ironical or um, amazing if Oscar Piastri, Oscar Piastri, uh, was to maybe uh, step into Daniel's seat and take him one Australian for another? I know well, it's going to. I think it's going to be the Indy car driver. Oh, you do? Yep. Okay. Yep. Very interesting. Yep. Yep. Because he's already got ties with McLaren. He's already yep. been talked up by McLaren. Okay. Yep. yep. So okay. I think that's that's the way they'll end up. Ah, fair enough. Yep. Um, this weekend, WA Sporting Car Club back on track. First time since uh, March, or February, March. 
been a long time, hasn't it? It's uh, just over two It has. Um, yeah, yeah there's been two weeks. quality race meets in between. Yes, yep. Uh, the supercars, um, where they had a couple of local categories out there supporting uh, the supercars. Yep. Um, the Radicals will be out there as part of FSR. Yep. And back in their sprint format. Yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah. Which is fantastic. Um, I love the prototype series. I love the Radical series. Um, but I firmly think they've got their setup wrong. Yeah. Um, they should be racing their cars in sprint races, not, yeah, I agree. not yeah. enduro races. Yeah. And they're doing yeah. that at every round. So Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think um, like to 10 laps is approximately 25 kilometres, or it's actually 24 kilometres of Barbagallo. So I think uh, that's probably a good distance as a 25-kilometre race or maybe a 30-kilometre race, so 12 laps or thereabouts, between 8 and 12 laps, ideal for the uh, radicals, I would have thought. But, yep. yeah, the Enduro and that's what they usually do is 8, eight to 10 laps. Yeah, exactly. So perfect. Yeah, exactly. Because they can push those engines hard. Yeah, exactly. Yes, um, yes. Yeah, you know, little motorbike engines yep. that could. And good tight racing for 10 laps or yep. 12 laps, whatever it is. Uh, it's far better than having you know the cars spread out so much over uh, an enduro. Um, the other thing with enduro, you got the the two minute pit stop and so on. It's just yeah, it it's... really does. And given that you can uh, lap the circuit in less than less than one minute, you so, sort of go two laps down uh, for a pit stop. It's just yeah, look, it's a little bit. Yep. Sprint formats are definitely the way to go for the absolutely. radicals, in my opinion. And that's how they run them in WA. It's a darn right. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So Saturday, 28th of May, you got Excel's running saloons, HQs, IPC production cars, street cars, sports sedans, and uh, uh, sports cars. Yes. Uh, and then on Sunday, Formula Ford, FSR, historic touring cars, Formula Racing, and Formula V. So mainly the open wheelers on the Sunday with the addition of obviously the tin top historics. Um, five dollars as usual. Like what a bargain! Oh, isn't it just yeah? And that's five dollars, as uh, Shane says. That's for an entire car load. Yep. That's not as many as you can legally fit in a car. That's right, exactly. And I mean, if you turn you got up five seatbelts, you can get well, five people in. For oh, five. I was going to say, turn up with a Galaxy and put a dozen people in there. No, not quite. Yeah, no, got to no. be seat belted. It'll be seat belted. <laughs> well, what if the car is pre seat belts, like an FX, a Holden FX well, for nineteen forty eight? Let's not get technical now. No, let's. <laughs> It's <laughs> uh, the umpire for a judgment on that. Yeah, but look, uh, it's going to be a magnificent $5 for the entire carload, folks, for this weekend, and that's Saturday and Sunday. It's an absolute bargain, two days of racing, and uh, and a credit to all the officials and uh, volunteers and supporters down there at the WA Sporting Car Club, Warner Raceway, for their uh, magnificent efforts in uh, you know allowing the racers to get out there and do the thing which they do best, which is race. Absolutely. And uh, weather-wise, mostly sunny, partly cloudy. Nineteen on, uh, sorry, twenty-one on Saturday, nineteen on Sunday. I am definitely not going to jinx it and say no. Well, but it's going to be fantastic. Weather. No, no, it's, it's yeah. You, you could I'd never say that. No, you could say it's uh, going to be a Melbourne weather, sunny with rain. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think I think what we've what uh, we've all come to realize. Anyone in motorsport has surely come to realize by now. Motorsport tracks and venues have their own weather patterns. Oh, they do, don't they? Yeah, there's oh. a there's a beautiful interview that I did with uh, one of the saloon car guys uh, down in Collie, and I'm pointing out the fact that you know it's like raining over there, it's cloudy over there, it's sunny over there, and then I turn behind me, and I gracefully say, 
and God knows what's going on over there <laughs> because there was sun, there was rain, and you could see it was windy as heck as well. <laughs> it's funny. Like, so it's just like, we don't know what's going on over there. Let's just turn around and go back to what we're doing here. And, of course, the end of the rainbow and your fine little pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, of course, yeah. Yeah, we wish. <laughs> uh, it's funny. It's uh, And it, it's kind of like uh, if you're at Bathurst on the mountain, for instance, it can be, be nice and sunny down by the on the pits, but up the top of the mountain it's actually snowing. <laughs> it can be, you know, as you say, it's in, got it's entire it's an entire climate, and of course uh, the other one uh, to watch this weekend. You've got uh, Formula One at Monaco, one hundred percent definitely happening. Yes, definitely got this one right. Uh, and I believe MotoGP. Yep, Mugello in Italy. Mugello in Italy. Yep, yep. coming up on the 29th. Oh, and one final thing: um, Forest Rally was on over the weekend. It certainly was uh, down in Nanup, uh, and the winner of that was Ben Searcy. Yes, indeed. Yep. That was the West Australia Rally Championship. Yep. Ben Searcy in a Mitsubishi Lancer Evo 9. In second place was Craig Rando in a 2002 Subaru Impressa WRX STI. Yep. In third place was Daniel Gonzalez in a Hyundai i20N. Mm. It's a nice, tight, little, nimble little car. And, and Daniel, was, Daniel Gonzalez holds the lap record for uh, sports sedan slash sports cars down at uh, Collie. Thank you. Indeed, yep. And, of course, the Australian uh, Rally Championship, we've got Harry Bates came in first place in a Toyota Yaris, uh, despite many setbacks, including a, few, including a fuel pump issue, a puncture, and an 80-second penalty still went on to win in his Toyota Yaris. In actual fact, it was Toyota Yaris's one, two, and three because he had in second place was Lewis Bates, and in third place was Richie Dalton. I thought you were going to say it was another Bates. No. <laughs> no, I was just baiting you up. No, no. So Richie Dalton there coming in third place in the uh, Toyota Yaris. But, yeah, for WA is Ben, uh, ben Searcy, Craig Rando and Daniel Gonzalez. Fantastic. Yep. Well, time to plug the oil leak. Absolutely. For this week. Yes, indeed. Oh, Give no. A bit this, of is, this, for is, it. this is going to be bad. We're getting rhyming here. You know, plug the oil leak for this week. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we will be back next week. Uh, make sure you check out... All the motorsport coverage behind the sport.net, and of course, uh, leaky the weekly oil leak. Absolutely, yes. We've uh, next just, week, yep, just came up with a name. What a well, I suppose about half an hour ago, you did Shane, yeah, almost half an hour ago. In 10, 9, 8, see you next week. Good night, folks. <laughs> bye bye. Thanks, Shane. Mm-hmm.